Welcome back to the Unfiltered and Unashamed Love Podcast. I'm your co-host, Allie Brown. And I'm your co-host, Olivia Sento. So today we have a very special guest, Josh. Why don't you give us a little intro about yourself? Hey, so I am actually Allie's boyfriend. <clears throat> uh, we ended up meeting the night uh, actually after Liv was baptized um, at Parkside Ooh. Church. Um, currently going to uh, Akron University studying mechanical engineering. Um, somehow I've made it to 18 years of age. Who knows how that happened? And uh, probably the third most exciting thing that's ever happened in my life is I have a puppy named Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So we're going to be talking about relationships in this episode. And I'm going to have a few questions to ask Allie and Josh. We're all going to discuss this, but these are some interview questions to go over. So first off, why are you guys dating? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> I'd hope you could. Um, <laughs> well, I'd say first and foremost, obviously, um, we see each other as potential, uh, like a potential spouse for marriage. Yes, that is still a, a thing in today's society. Um, but yeah, that's. I I feel like the reason that people date though is to get a feel for somebody you know, that they want to spend the rest of their life with. I feel like that's an extremely part of why it is that you date just generally. And I think there's also something about, you know, having fellowship with somebody else. And especially, like, you have really deep friendships with people, and that's really great. Um, But there's also sometimes that longing for, you know, somebody else too, and especially, like, in a romantic sense, um, having fellowship with that person is so important and beautiful and something that God has designed to be that. Um, And so I think that's, you know, like Josh said, um, we see each other as a potential um, spouse for marriage. And I think a lot of people today will just date to date. But um, when we look at what relationships should look like, I mean, don't just date to date, date someone that you can see a future with. Yeah, that is really great and really refreshing to hear, especially in today's society um, where people are just dating to date and that you have the intent for marriage and you're thinking about God's design and it is just really beautiful. So what are some boundaries you guys have created or what are some emotional boundaries even? Okay, so I feel like emotional boundaries are so important and um, we're going to be talking about physical boundaries later too, but emotional boundaries are just as important as physical boundaries in a relationship because there's something about, you know, dating somebody and having like a relationship with them that involves both of you guys now, but you still need to be an individual yourself too. You can't be so dependent on the other person that you can't make your own decisions and all that kind of stuff. So I think one of those things is not letting your boyfriend or girlfriend define who you are. Um, I love Josh, but Josh does not define me. God defines me. Mm -hmm. Um, And another thing is refusing to change yourself for your boyfriend or girlfriend because they want you to or you feel like they want you to. Um, If you want to change something about your personality, do that. But, like, if you feel like you're only changing yourself because of them – Um, I feel like that's something that you really need to look deeper into and why you're doing that. And if it's because you're looking for their approval, don't look for their approval. (laughs) Like if if they can't accept you for the way that you are, um, even with your flaws, then 
that's something that you guys need to like sit down and talk about. But yeah, having those emotional boundaries is extremely important in order for you to keep your mental health safe, but at the same time, um, make sure that like you're staying an individual too when you're a part of this relationship. Yeah, I really like that. And just to kind of build off that, you know, people always talk about, you know, um, you know, when they're in relationships, they always say, I really feel like I can be myself around you. And that's, that's really something that you want to be looking for. Because if you, if you find that you can't be the person that you want to be, you can't act, you know, in a certain way, like, like myself, like I'm kind of a crazy person, not like crazy, crazy, but I'm like, I'm very energetic, and I'm very dramatic about things. And, and, you know, if I wasn't able to, you know, act, you know, the way that I, you know, normally act, it almost feels like more of a burden, like, oh, I've got to watch what I say, I got to watch what I do, you know, this and that, and that can be very challenging. And that can, you know, put a huge strain on the relationship. So really just be comfortable with who you are. And, you know, kind of like Ali said, you know, if somebody can't accept you for who you are, then you probably shouldn't be dating them. And along with that, too, like, I it's not just like you have to accept the person for who they are. Obviously you two are like there to support each other, to encourage each other, but to also confront each other about different things too. So there's nothing wrong with saying like, Hey, I don't really care for this, but like not so much like, Oh my gosh, you have to change this, you know, kind of thing. Obviously with, and we'll get into this later with like bigger issues. That's totally okay to do is we need to talk about this. Cause I don't think that, you know, you doing this is going to be very beneficial to the relationship. But I think with the little things, like Josh said, like if you like talk too much or something like that or whatever, like you can talk about it, but like it wouldn't be something where you're like a deal breaker or, you know, trying to like tell the person that they must change for you. No, yeah, I think that's a really good point um, in relationships is being accountable while also being accepting. So that's really good. Um, how do you deal with past relationships and moving forward? Um, obviously, it's, you know, difficult going into a new relationship. Um, typically, if, you know, you've had, you know, past relationships because, you know, past relationships, you know, they almost, I wouldn't say define you, but they can change who you are. They can change, you know, your outlook, sometimes in a good way, hopefully in a good way um sometimes not so so that you know trying to carry that baggage you know from a past relationship to a new one can be kind of difficult um but one of the ways that I feel like there's a really good way to to deal with that is to recognize that the person you're currently dating or you know the person that you're looking to date they're not your ex um it really wouldn't be fair to assume that they would treat you the same way if they you know you were treated poorly in a past relationship or like like for instance like if you were lied to cheated on um you know they i don't know beat up your puppy or something like like everybody's different and just because that person will call him billy you know say billy you know does those things that that, that doesn't necessarily mean that joe is going to do those things because he's they're not the same person and and i really don't think it's it's fair to assume that they're going to treat you in the same way just because of you know something that happened to you in the past and Olivia, you actually mentioned this in our last episode about singleness, about how you never wanted to like have that baggage coming into a relationship. And I loved the way you put that because 
I think, um, at least for Josh and me, I mean, we both have carried our own baggage um, at the start of this relationship, but it's talking about that before you actually enter the relationship. So I think there's a period of time before you actually end up dating somebody that you sit down with them and have that conversation of things that you're still struggling with, things that um, you still have questions about or you know, whether or not you're really ready to date, things like that, that's so important for you to talk about with that person. Um, there's nothing like trying to get into a relationship with somebody and then letting them know in the, like, the middle of it that you're having issues. Um, so it's so important to actually communicate that. Another thing I agree with Josh is just the fact that they're not your ex, um, the person that you're potentially dating. You're, you want to potentially date them for a reason. With that said, look for red flags too, and we can talk about those later. Um, make sure that you're not going down that same road, that same pattern. If that was a destructive relationship in the past, um, make sure that this is somebody that's different and for the good reasons that you want them in your life for. Um, and so I think with that said, um, trying to get into a new relationship and dealing with that past relationship, one, pray about it for sure. Um, pray that, you know, that God prepares you for that relationship. Um, and then also just keep in mind and have an open mind about it that this is part of God's plan for you too. And, um, and I think that really helps. What would you say are some of those red flags or toxic warning signs in a relationship? Um, well, um, me and Allie were, uh, were reading a devotional uh, a little while back about, you know, you know, what are what are red flags that you should look out for in relationships? And they, you know, a lot of them, you know, really just seem straightforward, but it's, it's never a bad thing to, you know, look back at those and, and, and really bring those to the front of a relationship and be like, hey, these are things we need to avoid, you know, things like, you know, maybe say Ali treats me, you know, really, really nicely, but treats everybody else like a jerk. Or vice versa, that can be, you know, a really, really bad thing, or they hide things from you, they maybe they lie to you, they're, you know, overly controlling. I mean, these things, you, you, you don't want to have those things in a relationship. Um, they can be very destructive, especially over time. Um, but the issue with, you know, red flags, in, especially in today's society is, especially like with the media and all that, you know, really hyping up relationships, you can't be too picky. You have to recognize that we are all naturally sinful. No one here is perfect. Nobody's going to check, you know, every box on that you have on the list of, you know, who you want as your perfect or like ideal girlfriend or boyfriend. Nobody's going to check every box. And it's, it's really a dangerous thing to assume that or to, you know, look for a relationship with somebody that, you know, checks off all those boxes. It's just not realistic. Um, we all have our own flaws and we're all working on that, um, but it's never like, it, it's just really, it's, it's never a bad thing to look at the red flags, but you also don't want to look at too many. I agree. And I think that, um, the tricky thing about red flags is they don't always look like red flags. Um, especially at the time it does look like, oh my gosh, he really cares. And that's why he's like trying to be protective of me. And then there's like overprotective and then there's controlling and things like that. And I think those can all get blurred together and it gets really difficult to see whether or not, you know, your boyfriend or girlfriend is being controlling. And I think, um, 
a tip for that is just to be able to be like, if if I do this, does like is he or she gonna get mad at me? Like so much to the point where like our relationship is online because I'm doing something like this and if it's really not that big of a deal like if you want to go hang out with like some friends or something and you know your boyfriend or girlfriend is like you can't do that and like I think that's another thing is um a red flag is telling your boyfriend or girlfriend you can't hang out with these people because I don't want you to you know kind of thing without giving like an actual reason or even if they are giving a reason a reason such as you know well, I just want to hang out with you and you can't hang out with anybody else. Things like that you have to look out for. And I think, um, you know, you need to have a sit-down conversation with them and discuss, you know, why why are you acting like this? Why, what is going on with this thinking? And if they're not willing to change that and to let go a little bit, um, I think that's kind of one of those red flags that you end up kind of having to say I'm sorry but I cannot be in a relationship with you then Mm -hmm. um and going back to looking for someone that checks all the boxes I think something that has helped me is thinking do I check all these boxes that I have for someone else as a standard because I know that Mm -hmm. I've done that and I'm like oh I don't meet half of these boxes so those are things that um I've have worked on in my singleness and that I have realized oh I shouldn't have these high standards for someone else um yeah so have you guys experienced a long distance relationship and what advice can you give for someone who is going through that um I think I mean I haven't really had a long distance relationship before but I think you know my best advice to you is like make sure that you know you're prepared for that um and it's not easy um and I think something about that the biggest thing that I've heard about long distance relationships is communication is key in order to make that successful at all um is making sure that you're constantly checking in with one another and you know spending as much time as you can connected to each other whether that's like FaceTime or texting or whatever that might be but making sure that you're both like still on the same page about things um and yeah, just making quality time for each other, even if you are apart. Yeah, definitely communication is, I mean, I, that's a big thing in, you know, any relationship, but particularly a long distance one. Um, I've never had a long distance relationship because I suck at communication. <laughs> um, <laughs> never been great at answering text messages. I very rarely answer the, the phone calls. I, As good as I am with technology, I suck at it. <laughs> but um Another thing I've heard about long distance relationship relationships is also like that idea of trust because it almost can get to the point sometimes, you know, back to like that red flag of, you know, that controlling aspect. Hey, what did you do? You know, you have to tell me what you do. No, you can't go hang out with that person. You know, that that, that can almost become a factor in, in a long distance relationship because, you know, you guys aren't spending as much time together. Obviously, you're going to start making other relationships with people, you know, guys and girls, and you know, whomever. And that can be that's almost when jealousy can start to creep in like, Oh, you've been hanging out with, you know, this guy for, you know, a while, like, and then, and that can start to play a role in in things. But um, trust is definitely an issue. Communication is definitely an issue um, that you guys would need to be very consistent with um, very on top of. And just overall, they, they are difficult. So like Ali was saying, you know, be prepared for it because it is, it takes a lot of work. 
a lot more than, you know, your typical, you know, close distance relationship. Yeah, I think it's really important to be intentional and you cannot be selfish with your time, especially when you're in a relationship with that, because if you're choosing to do that and you want to maintain that relationship, you cannot be, you're going to be in your own little world. You're going to be, say you're like at school, you're going to be doing your classes. You're going to be hanging out with your friends. You're going to get home late. You're going to be tired. And you're like, oh, I don't want to call them right now, but you need to make that time if you want to keep that relationship working. Um, so this is a very important point. What do you guys think about waiting until marriage? This is so um, controversial in today's society in general, because I think a lot of people are like, there's so many different reasons why you, why people think that it's okay to not wait till marriage. Um, and I think as teenagers too, I think another aspect of it is just the fact that we're growing up and things like that. But um, from a biblical standpoint, waiting until marriage is God's design for sex and for a relationship too. So I think honoring that and pleasing God by waiting until marriage is extremely crucial. It is extremely difficult too. Um, and so that doesn't make it any less difficult by knowing that like, this is what God wants for your relationship, but it's something that you have to prioritize um, and talk about as much as you can in order to make sure that you are still on the same page with the person and, um, you know, just making sure that you're, you're staying pure in that way. Um, yeah, definitely. For sure. Obviously from a biblical standpoint, that is God's intent for marriage. Um, I know a lot of people though, don't come from a biblical perspective. I mean, most people don't, um, I know myself, I spent a lot of time outside of the faith um as a teenager and and trying to you know go through life on my own it really didn't work out um very thankful that god brought me to him but um it's it's if you want to look at things from a non-biblical perspective then um you're giving yourself to somebody you really are giving a part of yourself to somebody that you can't get back um now the way that you know my parents always talked to me about it as i was you know growing up was you know when you have sex with somebody it's there's always that possibility that you or your spouse could get pregnant and that is always a dangerous thing if you are not married because typically most people like that aren't going to be financially well off you know you might not be able to support a child not to mention you are going to have a kid to look after, which is a huge responsibility. Um, that is not something that you can really take all that lightly. And I agree. And I think, you know, especially with the part where you're saying it's a part of you that you just can't get back. You can't just give that to anyone. And I think that's what a lot of people are doing these days mm-hmm. is, you know, having sex to have sex, just like how people date to date. And um, it's just, so much more than just physical pleasure too, you know, and especially when you are dating somebody and um, you're emotionally connected to them too. That's, you know, it's a whole thing. It comes as a package. So don't take it lightly. Don't, you know, just do it to do it or because people are talking about it or because that's what everyone's saying. The next step in a dating relationship is to do that. Um, it's a narrow path trying to you know to stay pure but it's worth it Mm -hmm. 
Um, there's actually a Bible verse that I wanted to add in here. So First Thessalonians 4, 3 to 5 says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who did not know God. So I think this is just one verse because the Bible talks about it a lot. And we're to be living a life that's holy and pleasing to God. And he talks about how we, once we're married, we're of one flesh. And there's a certain intimacy that comes with that, that only your husband or wife should know about. So I think this is a very um, important thing to discuss with your partner um, and to think about for yourself. And um, I agree with everything you guys said, so. Is it good to talk about marriage while you're dating or starting a relationship? Yes. <laughs> um, to put that plain and simple, <laughs> yes, it is important to talk about. Um, and I think the reason why that's so important is, why, like, just like we talked about in the beginning, why are you going to date this person? You know, like, what is your intent behind the relationship? Where are you going with the relationship? Like, this needs to be defined as soon as possible because there's nothing like, being in a relationship and waiting like a while and then it ends up becoming more serious and then the person going yeah I I never want to get married and that part of you might crush like so just like to have that discussion before you date or in the beginning of the relationship is extremely important to make sure that communication is right and that you guys are both on the same page as well yeah, for sure. Like you want to you want to be on the same page like Ali just said. You don't want to be, you know, I I almost thought of like tug of war. You don't want to both be pulling in opposite directions. You're just not going to get anywhere. You're just going to be stuck in the same place. You want to both be moving in the same direction. You both want to be, you know, running the race in the same direction. Running against each other isn't going to it's just not going to do anything for you, at least nothing good for you. Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, what are the main struggles you guys face in a relationship? Um, I feel like with every relationship, <laughs> uh, sexual temptation is always a big thing. Again, mm-hmm. especially in today's society. Um, society and, you know, the media and all sorts, they're always telling me, you know, sex is this just this amazing thing. You know, you should, you know, have sex all the time if you're in a committed relationship it'll all be okay in the end um but again going back to what you were saying earlier uh live we're supposed to be abstaining from that we're supposed to be abstaining from sexual immorality and it's you know um like like what was written in first thessalonians 4 you know we have to be in control of our own bodies and that's an extremely difficult thing to do especially in this sinful world because you know in a relationship you have that desire it's i can't really explain it very well but but, but the desire itself is there and mm-hmm. it can be a dangerous thing especially if you're spending you know time alone together that can bring that desire up to the front and that can make things very dangerous very quickly for your relationship i agree and i think you know that kind of goes along with physical boundaries um which we probably will talk about soon but um yeah, I think I think it's difficult in any relationship to not have sex. Like I think um in whether or not you're a believer or you're an unbeliever, 
it's just the fact that like we're humans and like that's just kind of the way we're wired too um and so to you know have that discussion with the person and let them know and be on the same page about you know how you both want to stay pure if you're not going to do it for yourself do it for that other person and be like I would never want you know Josh to stumble in that way I would never want to do anything that would cause him to stumble so um you know if you can't do it for yourself do it for them um another struggle that uh that you'll face being in a relationship particularly you know one that's you know trying to abstain from having sex you know waiting till till marriage is you know this idea of jealousy or envy because you know especially in today's society again we've said it so many times um everybody around you is you know having sex or or having some sort of you know sexual encounter with with somebody else and you see that and you know you can almost think oh they're doing it why can't we do it too you know that idea um just that idea that we can't have it, that why, why, why do they get to do it, but we can't have it, you know, kind of thing, especially if it's, you know, hyped up to be this, you know, wonderful, wonderful thing. And that can be a very dangerous thing. Um, but again, at the end of the day, um, that also, that almost reminds me of, of uh, a Bible verse in Galatians one ten. you know, am I trying to please man or am I trying to please God? Are you trying to fit into the, mold of society or are you trying to fit in you know to the kingdom of god what is your intent here mm-hmm. and you right right it's like um having one foot on shore and having one foot on the boat you know you're you're just going to fall right between the two and you're just going to get wet and that's never fun um and i think outside of just jealousy like that kind of jealousy also another thing today is you know jealous of you know other people who might be talking to your boyfriend or girlfriend you know and maybe not even in a romantic way but I think that's another struggle with a lot of people's relationships and I mean Josh and I haven't really struggled with that one as much um, because I think there's that level of trust that you need to have with each other to know that you respect each other and love each other enough not to do anything um but I think that's another really big struggle that people are having today, too. And so my advice for that is um, really ask yourself, you know, why why do you not trust this person? And if it's for a good reason, maybe that's something that you need to talk about. And if it's not, then you need to find some kind of way that you're not setting your own relationship up for failure because you think that, like, this person isn't trustworthy. Okay, so what are some specific physical boundaries that people should set up in their relationship? Um, yeah, now that we're on the topic of, you know, sexual temptation, what are some ways that, you know, you can try and avoid those temptations? Um, for me and Allie, um, time alone can be a very difficult thing. You know, if you're spending, you know, a lot of time alone together, you can get very comfortable very quickly. And that's always a dangerous thing. You know, you first, you know, you're like, okay, we're not going to kiss, you know, just pecks on the cheek or, you know, just hugs, whatever. You get comfortable with that, you know, you start kissing. It's like, okay, let's take it a step further, you know, go f- further, further, further. It, and, and you don't, and sometimes you don't even recognize it. Most of the time you won't even recognize it. Um, so time alone can be a very dangerous thing. Um, so, and then a part of that is also, you know, accountability. Uh, we have people that are helping us, you know, keep accountable. You know, if we do end up spending, you know, an extended period of time alone, hey, you know, did you guys, you know, 
do any of these things? Like, did, were you guys, you know, and so on and so forth? I think, yeah, that's really important. And I think um, another thing for, like, along the lines of kissing, and I think a lot of people have a lot of these questions of, like, is it okay to kiss before marriage and stuff like that? And, yeah, I think it is. It's fine. But having boundaries along with that to make sure that, you know, you're going down the right path with it. Um, Josh and I have like a three second rule where it's like, if, if you kiss more than three seconds for us, at least, I mean, it could be longer for some people. Um, it might not, it probably won't end well. <laughs> so um, having those boundaries for kissing and things like that is really important. So um, if you're looking to set some kind of boundary like that, discuss with your boyfriend or girlfriend and find, you know, a period of time or whatever that's you know too long or you know like three seconds is a limit or five seconds is a limit whatever it might be agree on it and don't try to change it because you're gonna want yeah to. that's that's always the issue with with physical boundaries especially physical boundaries you're constantly wanting to try and push them and that's almost where you have to keep you know each other like hey like we can't be doing this which is again always a difficult thing especially with kissing um go. the other the other uh, week we had a q a at our church and our pastor put it brilliantly after he was asked if kissing before marriage is sinful and he said well it can be and that's always you know the dangerous part you again we're always going to want to be pushing those those physical boundaries which you know can lead to that you know danger of you know taking things too far you get comfortable extremely quickly and you know so on and so forth you know you know what happens next <laughs> Yeah, and so I think being cautious of that, and um, when it comes to time alone, I think, you know, if you really do want to spend time alone with that person, and, you know, most couples want to spend time alone so that they can talk and things like that, um, public places are always the best way for that, and obviously with coronavirus right now, that's very difficult to do, um, to go out in, like, public and, like, Just go to your hang around and, you know, do stuff, but... <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that will work. But um, but yeah, so there's nothing wrong with spending time alone. It's where you spend time alone, how long, things like that. And then when you have those boundaries in place, remembering to remind each other about it too, um, just to make sure that you're on the same page and that those boundaries aren't pushed at all. Yeah, I think an important thing, I've heard a lot of people say this is, they're like, oh, we did all this, but we didn't have sex, so it's okay. But an important thing to remember is, mm-hmm. I mean, kissing is fine, obviously, but when you do, like, a lot of stuff, that's still an intimate moment you're sharing with that person, and if you don't end up marrying that person, then that's going to be some baggage that you have, and you're going to remember that. So that's just something to keep in mind. I feel like even regardless, though, whether or not you marry mm-hmm. that person or not, even if For you sure. have sex with them and you end up marrying them, or like you have sex with them before you're married and then you marry them, either way, that's still an extremely sinful thing. And oh yes, definitely. Um, but again, it's uh, I'm, I'm reminded of you know the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus is talking about you know lust and he says, "You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart." And um, ESV, <laughs> but that's just you know how far is too far it's like if you feel those sexual mm-hmm. desires it's probably too far because it's whether or not you know you go all the way is besides the point if you know 
you're going that far already. It's, you know, if you have those, you know, lustful intent behind, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, then, you know, in that passage, you will be judged as if you had committed adultery. And that's not a good thing. It is very much not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. That we actually got sent into our Instagram. What to do if your girlfriend or boyfriend asks for an inappropriate picture? Do you break up? Thoughts? Um, well, first and foremost, don't send one back. <laughs> don't send <John>. one. <laughs> don't send one. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, again, I, I feel like that goes back to, you know, Matthew 5. Just that idea of, you know, that lustful intent behind it because you know what you're you're taking you know an explicit picture of yourself to send to somebody else you know again that level of intimacy is you know only supposed to be enjoyed within the bounds of marriage as long as you're outside of those bounds that shouldn't happen i also kind of feel like even if you are in marriage you probably shouldn't be sending inappropriate pictures to you know to each other but that's just me personally Mm -hmm. i don't i don't personally feel like that's cause to break up yeah. Now, if that's something that you're extremely sensitive about, perhaps, but I, again, I feel like that's something, you know, you should sit down, you know, as one of those toxic warning signs, you know, be like, hey, you know, this is something we need to talk about because at the end of the day, your salvation is more important than your intimate relationship with somebody else. And if, you know, that person is really pushing you, you know, to send those pictures, I feel like that's something that you should probably cut off. Amen. (laughs) I agree completely. I think that, um, you know, just having that, like, happen where somebody asks you for an inappropriate picture, um, there's two different things I want to say about this. One, if you're in, you know, a Christian relationship and, um, and, you know, your boyfriend or girlfriend is a believer like that's definitely something that you immediately need to talk about and um you know figure out you know why that happened in the first place um and i think like josh said if they keep pushing for it and pushing for it um at that point i would say it would be okay to break up with them if that's you know something that you know for yourself that you just will avoid at all costs um even if that means you know breaking up with your boyfriend or girlfriend as difficult as that might be um it's better for you in the long run if you are not in a christian relationship i think um if you're really that uncomfortable with it this is also something that you need to talk about um and like i said before if they keep pushing for it that's okay at that point to say i'm sorry i cannot date you yeah i completely agree so going off of that here's the next question do you feel pressured by society to fit the mold of how they define dating? Um, I feel like it's a difficult question because I used to. Um, I don't anymore. You know, the media's, you know, movies, TV shows, you know, all sorts. They, all, they always hype up relationships to be, you know, this, this grand, beautiful thing. You know, we all think about, you know, that honeymoon phase, you know, how great, you know, a relationship can be. Um, you know, how great dating can be. 
and that's true it, it's it really is a blessing for me at least for me personally i know some people you know just don't date and that's perfectly fine you don't have to but i know for me it, it, it's been a huge blessing and a huge encouragement um but society again constantly telling us you know to do all of these sinful things and since my coming to Christ, I've really started to recognize, wow, like that is like such a terrible thing. Like why are people, you know, trying to persuade others, you know, to have sex, to send inappropriate pictures to, you know, all of these things. I feel like that's just really bad. I think it's a really bad thing for, for especially young people to hear. They're very impressionable and, and they're going to fall right into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with Josh. And I think, you know, for a period of time, I really did feel that pressure to fit into the mold that society had for me. Um, and I think, you know, especially when I wasn't ready to date yet, and you know when you're not ready to date, it seems like you are, but you're not kind of thing. Um, and I think the biggest thing for me that really was like, okay, I'm ready to date, was when I finally, you know, realized that my identity is not in a boyfriend, um, no matter how much I love him. And no matter how much he says he loves me, um, he doesn't define me. And so I think that was, you know, the start of me realizing that it was okay for me to start thinking about dating. Um, but I think, you know, society, like, kind of told me otherwise that, like, you should always be ready to date and things are, you know, you'll work it out as you go along and things like that. And that's a very dangerous thinking to go down that road and say, you know, I'll just figure it out as I go along instead of preparing yourself and setting yourself up for success and for that relationship um, and to, you know, follow God's plan for your life versus just doing your what you want yourself. Um And I think, you know, going off of Josh's thing about, like, what, like, society says in, like, romantic novels and movies and things like that, um, over the course of time, those things aren't as accurate. I think during the honeymoon phase, like he said, those things can feel so accurate. And you're, like, so in love and you're you're just getting to know this person. So everything is just so fresh and new. And over the course of time, it's not so accurate. with that like idea of perfection there's definitely struggles and problems and conflicts that you'll have but at the same time with the right person little moments can feel like a movie or novel but it's more real it's not so fake and um so generic either it's just you know some things that you know you just really remember because you were with that person and um it's special that way and then how do you maintain friendships and also be in a relationship? I know this is a very important one to um, talk about, especially with you guys having many friends you have. Yeah, I think um, that's a really difficult one because I think a, there's like right answers and then there's like, eh, and, and it's like hard to like completely be like yes or no on something, you know, um, but I think it's important to realize that your girlfriend or boyfriend is going to have another friend that's of the opposite gender. That's kind of inevitable. And to ask them not to would be controlling. And that's a big red flag there. Um, I think, you know, at a certain time, it's just you have to be able to trust them. And you have to be able to be like you know what, like, they're going to be hanging out with other people all the time when I'm not with him or her, you know, so you just have to be able to be like, okay, like, I trust 
I trust him or her to to not. Um, but at the same time, it's okay to, you know, talk about it and have, you know, certain boundaries too, even if they're kind of unspoken boundaries. Um, but I know one that Josh and I have talked about is just, you know, like, are you spending, like, time alone with them? Where are you spending time alone with them? If you're out in public versus, like, if you just go over their house, that kind of thing. And um, talking about that because there's a really fine line between, you know, when when two people shouldn't be hanging out together. And if they're both in committed relationships, um, you know, talking about, like, why are they hanging out in the first place? Things like that. And, and having, like, a conversation about that. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing at all to have a conversation about it. I mean, you, you, I mean, you should feel more than welcome to, you know, bring that up, you know, hey, you know, just kind of curious, you know, why are you spending so much time, you know, alone with this person? Um, and, you know, when does that become, you know, controlling it's is is a very dangerous thing. Again, another very fine line. Um, but I feel like, you know, if you're spending, like Ali said, you know, time alone, but you're out in a public place say you're, you know, out at the park or you're, you know, wherever. I, I don't feel like that's, you know, such a, a bad thing. I mean, it, it's definitely a good thing to have, you know, friendships with the opposite gender, same gender, there comes benefits with both. Um, now, if Ali came to me and was like, okay, don't hang out with girls alone in your house with candlelights watching a movie. I'm like, okay, like that's, that's, you know, a completely realistic expectation. And she has every right to be able to tell me that. Now, if she was like, okay, I don't want you hanging out with, you know, these people, you know, these, this, the, you know, this list of people, you're not allowed to hang out these places. If I'm not there with you, you know, then it's like, okay, that's almost, you know, becoming a red flag because if you can't trust somebody, like if you don't have that level of trust, then maybe you need to reevaluate where you are in your relationship. Because if you can't trust the other person, then why are you? with the other person like why are you dating the other person if you don't have that level of trust (laughs) so going off of that um is it hard to always have to consider the other person when being in a relationship yep um yeah i think so just because (laughs) i think because we're so you know naturally selfish in so many different ways it's hard to you know keep that person at the front of your mind when you're making decisions and things like that and trying to be considerate of them and their emotions too. Um, and I think that's a really difficult thing about dating sometimes is the fact that um, it's not just your own heart you're dealing with, you're also dealing with somebody else's heart. Um, and so you need to be, you know, really respectful of that and cautious of um, doing anything that would make them feel like you're not a priority in their life. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, like Ali was saying, you know, we are have, you know, sinful desires to be selfish. You know, it's, it's so much easier to just, you know, do things for yourself than it is. And, and, and it almost feels like it's better, you know, if you just do things for yourself than if you have to go out of your way, you know, to, you know, to make time, you know, to do this or that. Um, but I feel like I feel like almost it, like if, if you're dating the right person if you're in a relationship with the right person, then that's not usually something that is an issue. I mean, I feel like typically it's, you know, going to be your first thought, you know, to consider them, you know, to not, to tr- or to, at least to do your best to not wrong them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's difficult for sure. Um, 
but again if if you're dating the right person it it shouldn't usually be that much of an issue priorities yay how do you balance your relationship and your responsibilities guys oh you don't no i'm kidding (laughs) i don't nobody listen to me out there when i just said that don't listen to me okay stay in school kids yeah stay listen to me school. just screw it <laughs> oh <laughs> no, okay no, we don't no, listen no, to josh no. for that <laughs> no but no definitely yeah. time management has to be a very big thing i know for myself you know being a freshman in college between you know classes and and working you know all the stuff that i have to you know do outside of school whether that be you know taking care of the dog or you know the occasional helping around the house it you know sometimes it can be difficult um to really make a lot of you know quality time to be able to spend you know with with Ali it, it, it can be quite difficult um fortunately FaceTime is cool because she lives you know like half an hour away a drive and a half especially if it's like late at night so we've especially during COVID we've resorted to FaceTime it's not ideal but you know it's we're making it work and and, and I feel like that's almost what you have to do you have to find what works for you because it's going to be it's going to look different in every relationship you know no relationship's going to be the same and you have to really find you know what works for you guys I agree and I think another thing is um doing things that you know you need to do in order to be successful outside of this relationship too so doing well in school and still you know putting effort into that and not just blowing off your work so that you can talk to your boyfriend or girlfriend um that's really important too and outside of that the number one important thing is your relationship with god still um and so you know having that individual time to read your Bible and to study God's word and to, you know, feed your soul that um, God's word is really important. And then also, you know, doing that with your boyfriend or girlfriend is also really crucial. Um, and so, you know, Josh and I will do little Bible studies over FaceTime sometimes um, on the Bible app. And that's been really helpful for us to stay in the word together. Um, but yeah, time management is super important and, Um, making time for your boyfriend and girlfriend is really important but I think that's part of the thing where it's like are you ready to date you know you can't always you know have them first because that's never going to work out because you have so many other priorities especially in this time in your life I mean your teenage years are so filled so like busy all the time and they're filled with so many things that you have to do and get done and you know things you want to do with your friends and things like that um so kind of making sure that you're able to do both is just having good time management. Have you had to sacrifice or change something you do to accommodate your girlfriend or boyfriend? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I think for me, um, I mean, communication is so important to me just because um, – yeah, thank you um, – because it's so, it's so important – to be on the same page and to make sure that like you're communicating with the other person, whether that's like your emotions and things that's going on in your life. Um, but also just your day-to-day things. And I think, um, that can be very difficult in general to give up. 
Um, and it doesn't mean you have to give it up completely, but becoming more flexible has been something I've been learning to do. Um, and I mean, Josh and I have kind of met in the middle with that and have gone with every morning when we say good morning to each other over text afterwards, just say like your schedule for the day. Like I have school from this to this, and then I have work from this time to this time. And then when I get home, I have to do homework for a little bit and then I'll call you around, you know, 10-ish or something like that. And having that communication is really the way that like we've overcome that kind of um, gap of communication. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, oh my gosh. So oh, how many things do I have to sacrifice for this? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> really, really not that much. So she's always telling me, oh, you know, you've got to deal with my life. You've got to deal with all my my issues. You've got to deal with, you know, my puppy dog eyes, my clinginess, my, you know, silence, your awful singing, my my moodiness. You know, it, 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 it's to me, though, it's it's really not that much of a sacrifice if any at all i mean again everybody's gonna have you know those times where you know they're a bit moody they've had a bad day you know things are you know outside of you know the relationship you know maybe with family or maybe you know stress from school you know it, it makes you upset like that's that's never an issue and it really shouldn't be an issue um i mean the way i see it is you know now i have to comfort her and that's something i want to be able to do um, so that's never an issue. I would say, honestly, the thing that I, the worst thing that I have to put up with, um, the, the, I guess the thing that I have to sacrifice the with worst her. Thing. <laughs> I phrased that poorly. I phrased that poorly. I was just kind of, I was just kind of, you know, reading through the, the list here and I saw, you know, off and I was like, oh, that's, no. She, she says, you know, she's got awful things with her. She, she doesn't sing that badly. Don't let her lie to you. Thou shalt not lie, Allie. Thou shalt not lie. Oh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, date a guy that tells you that you can sing even when you can't. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. There's the solution. There's the solution. Um, I would honestly say the thing that I would have to sacrifice is just the recogn- recogn- recognition. I can speak English. I promise that, you know, there will be days when she has, you know, a rough day and she's not going to be, you know, super chirpy. She's not going to be super bubbly. She's not going to be super happy because, I mean, that's realistic. I feel like it's a realistic expectation. Um, you know, in the beginning of a relationship, typically, you know, it's all happy. It's all, you know, a lot of fun. It's all really exciting. But sometimes, you know, you just need to have that, you know, quiet time to really be like, okay, you know, this is, my life is crazy. You know, things are, you know, out of my control. And yeah, but. You really don't want to change too much. Again, you know, talking uh, or going back to, you know, emotional boundaries, not letting, you know, yourself change too much. You know, if, you know, if these uh, sacrifices, you don't want to sacrifice too much. Because if you end up having to sacrifice too much, like say your schoolwork, you know, you just completely avoid schoolwork because you guys don't have that much time to talk. Like that's a really bad thing. Or if you completely change how you act just to, you know, try and spend more time with her or, or, or whatever it might be. That's always a very dangerous thing that you should always be looking out for. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no, those are really, really good points. Um, I know you guys touched on this a little bit earlier, talking about how you guys did devotionals together and stuff, but what are some more things you do to make sure Christ is constantly at the center of your relationship? 
Prayer is so important. I don't know how many times I can reiterate that just because it's it, for like for the biggest reasons too, just because I mean, this is another person and you know, you care not only for their physical and emotional health, but also for their spiritual health as well. Um, and so one praying together is so important and, um, and to have that unity and then also to pray for each other when you're apart from each other too. Um, and I know for me, like I'll pray for Josh in the beginning of my day and throughout my day too, but, um, you know, just, just that God is glorified through him, through whatever he does during the day. Um, and that I think for us, our main thing has been, um, something that we've been studying in James and it says, be slow, slow to speak and slow to anger and quick to listen. And so I think that's been something that we pray for each other about too, because it's so easy to just say whatever is on your mind at any moment, especially when you're upset about something. It's so easy just to say something and you can't take words back sometimes. So um, praying for each other about that. And then also, you know, when we FaceTime, we'll have like really deep theological discussions or something. And um, that's always just, you know, really fun to talk about. And especially when you have that in common with somebody. And I think that's why it's so important to be, um, equally yoked is because you can have those kind of conversations with them. Yeah. And also uh, on the flip side of that, you talked about, you know, prayer individually and together. And then on the flip side of that is also being in the word again, individually and together, because as a believer, as a Christian, those are the two most important parts of your faith as an individual. You know, you want to be in God's word every day um, or at least as, as often as you can Um I can't, I can't, I believe it's Psalm 119 that says, you know, uh, your word I have treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. And that's, you know, such an important thing, you know, as an individual being in the word. And then also as, um, as a couple in a relationship, because again, the, the idea is to be married. The idea is to, like Liv said earlier, to become one flesh. So in that aspect, you're almost an individual at that point, again, spending time in the word together having that level of connection having those theological discussions because again at the end of the day regardless of where you are in your relationship you want to make sure that christ is at the center of your life and if it's at the center of your life as an individual or as individuals it will be at the center of your life as a couple or at least it should be i agree completely yeah that's so good um in what ways have you both grown since you started your relationship about two inches taller. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have not grown at all. So that's why I'm so sure. And it is okay. <laughs> What's my excuse then? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. No. Um, yeah, me either. Um, I took my but... gummy vitamins. <laughs> yeah. Should I listen to my mom? Take your vitamins, kids. Stay in school. Take your vitamins. Read God's word. There you go. Um, but... I think for for me and Josh, or at least from my perspective, I've grown so much in the sense of having that encouragement and encouraging somebody else has been a way that I've grown as an individual and in my spiritual life too. Um, knowing that, you know, we're a team and that we need somebody to lift, lift us up when we're having a really difficult time and to walk beside us. Um, as well, and somebody to point you towards Christ and not away from him. And I think um, that's how I've grown 
I've been able to become more patient and ready to listen instead of acting on my first instinct and um, just having Josh to constantly push me towards Christ and um, reminding me of how good he is um, has been something that's been extremely encouraging and has really helped me grow. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'd say that's probably one of the, you know, areas in my life that I've grown the most, you know, in my faith in Christ. I'll admit before I started dating uh, Ali that I wasn't really spending a whole lot of time in prayer. I really wasn't spending a whole lot of time in the word. I really, I just, I wasn't spending a lot of time with God. And then she came into my life and, you know, that was like one, she said it repeatedly, you know, prayer is, you know, so important. And it really is. Um, being in prayer and being in the word, you know, having that communion with God is so important. It, you know, it completely changes your life. It completely changes your outlook and for the better as well. Not, you know, just one of those things where, you know, you read it, you read the Bible, you, you know, you pray over it, you meditate over it a little bit, and then you just cast it aside. Like it's something that, you know, when I read my Bible and when I am in prayer, you know, constantly throughout the day, it's, you know, it's something that really helps, you know, set you at ease almost because life is very stressful and college sucks <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, but, you know, having that, you know, sense of encouragement, even through, you know, the rough times is, you know, such an, an incredible thing. So with all that, we are here as our concluding question. How do you know when you should date someone and how do you know that they're the right person? So what are some steps that you would encourage people to take when thinking about getting in a relationship? Well, first and foremost, I think it's, you know, a really good question to ask, you know, just like an overarching because we've covered, you know, do's and don'ts and, you know, throughout a relationship. But, you know, how do you how do you know when you're supposed to date somebody? Um, obviously, again, we cannot stress this enough. Pray about it. <laughs> you sound like a broken record, but we're serious. <laughs> it, 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 it's such an important thing. It is such an important thing, you know, and, and God even wants us to ask him. You know, God wants us to ask him for 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 wisdom you know we read in um in james oh nuggets where is it (laughs) james 1 5 if any of you lacks wisdom let him ask god who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him you know you might not have it you know that that quick moment right away but god gives generously without reproach like he will let you know if that is your calling he will let you know And that is, you know, I'd say, you know, step number one, step number two, um, we touched on a little bit earlier, but, you know, have conversations with this person, where, what are their goals? What are their aspirations? Where are they going with life? What do they want out of a relationship? Like, these are things that you kind of want to sort out as quickly as you can, because you don't want to get a believer. (laughs) (laughs) Me cutting Josh off for the 15th time today. Um, But if you are a believer also where is their relationship with god um and making sure before you get into a relationship with them you know how strong are they in their faith are they you know strong enough so that you guys can have conversations about god and both of you guys to be able to understand that and to pray for each other and pray with each other and things like that that's really important to do continue <laughs> broken record <laughs> Pray about it, pray about it, pray about it. We cannot stress this enough. Pray about it. <laughs> pray about it, guys. Whole podcast, just pray. Communication, pray. <laughs> Peace out. Bye. <laughs> oh, but it's, it's good advice. It's very good advice. And I feel like that's how you should go about making any, you know, decision. In life. 
at least any major decision in life. You know, pray about it. You know, ask God for that wisdom because he will give it to you. Um, but yeah, again, have those conversations with, with your, uh, you know, the person you're trying to have a relationship with. Me and Ali did this uh, before we started dating. You know, we had conversations about family life, about, you know, where we are in school, you know, where, what do we want, you know, to do after college? Um, you know, we obviously had, you know, some, some interesting theological discussions. Um, <laughs> no conversations complete without that. <laughs> but, you know, obviously, you know, goals for a relationship and all sorts like that. And if you don't do that, then it's, you're, you're going into something completely blind. And, and I don't think you want to do that. Yeah, and I can't tell you there's, like, always a specific time where it's, like, okay, like, it's it's time to date this person or, um, like, they're they're definitely the right person. I know for me, um, it was, like, a vague moment of that where um, Josh and I, kind of during those talks where we had before um, we actually started dating, I remember it was the day that around the time that um, Josh and I said that we, like, first liked each other. Um, very middle schoolish of us, I know. <laughs> but, um, but I remember him saying, like, I really want to date you, and I really do like you, but I don't think I'm ready for that yet. And, um, and he said that he wanted to figure out what it meant to be in a Christian relationship and, um, and to commit to somebody for the long run um before dating me because he knew that if we were to date right when he wanted to date um that we'd only be together for like a couple of months before we would start having major issues so I think part of that conversation you know obviously I was so like disappointed in in a way where it's just like you really love or you really like somebody and you want to be able to be in a relationship with them but there was also something about that conversation that was like oh my gosh he actually cares he really wants this to work out so even if that does mean that um we take some time before we start dating for him to figure some things out for me to prepare myself for this relationship if that's what we need to do in order to make this as as successful as it can be um then let's do it. And um, I think that was something that kind of really stuck out to me during that time. So basically what we're saying is pray about it, talk about it, pray about it, date, pray throughout. (laughs) (laughs) And keep on praying all the way to your death. There you go. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So this is the end of the podcast. We hope that you were encouraged or helped in some way throughout this podcast, and we'll see you next week. 